Welcome to the Face It Podcast. I'm Amy Lloyd. And I'm Amanda Lloyd. And we are here to have conversations with amazing people who have faced major life challenges or adversity head on. My mom and I hope their stories inspire you and offer relatable solutions that you can use in your life too. So So join join us and let's face it together. Okay, so our next guest that we're going to have a conversation with is Shauna Edwards. She is the founder of Lumen High School in Spokane, Washington. Lumen High School is for teen parents, moms and dads, and it's unprecedented in the community. And Shauna is incredible for her vision and her foresight. She is not a teen parent herself. No, she just identified, she identified the need in our community, which is so impressive because I think all of us could identify needs in our community. But the fact that she actually identified it and executed a solution is absolutely incredible. Is unique, right? Because we could, we could all see things that need to be done and we could all sit around and complain about them. And Shauna is someone who sees it, faces whatever comes her way and moves through it. And I was privileged enough to be on the board, the launch board for this school. I'm incredibly passionate about it and and still am an advisor on the board. And Amanda and I love to do anything we can to be involved in this school. So it is really to me, and we talk about it with Shauna, it is serving so many needs in one affecting generations, you know, breaking a cycle of having your children repeat the pattern of teen pregnancy, and then helping the community by educating these adults and these children to be high functioning and to go on to higher level education if they would like, or career paths of their choosing and having the resources to do so. Yeah. I think it's very cool. It's cool that um, my mom is involved as well. People, you guys heard her podcast. I think it's cool that they are getting the perspective of all different types of community members and also giving the students a voice in the solutions that they need, which you guys will hear Shauna talk about and um, listen to the potential volunteer opportunities too. Yes. And across the country. I mean, I am such a believer that this is happening in Colorado, which uh, Shauna will speak to, but it could be replicated across this country. And there's such a need for this type of education, whether it's for empowerment for, for all students. Absolutely. And life skills. Yeah. It's yes. not, it's not solely teen parenting mm-hmm. where the need is, but their unique education style is truly what stands out to me as well. Mm-hmm. And again, the fact that Shauna recognized that and solved the need in our community. Yeah. So thank you for listening and enjoy this conversation and we'll put more information in the show notes. All right, Amanda, here we are with our next guest. And just a reminder as our format is talking to individuals who've overcome a major challenge in their life or adversity and come have come out the other side to really inspire and motivate others with their story. And so today we welcome Shauna amazing Shauna to the Face It podcast. Um, Shauna has done incredible things in the community, in her community. She saw a critical need and found a solution, launching an unprecedented school in Spokane, Washington, a school for 
for teen parents in 2020 of all years. (laughs) (laughs) Open doors. So welcome, Shauna. Yes, thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have you. I know we know both know a little bit about Shauna's story, but um, not a lot of the details. So I'm excited to dive in and just hear how it's gone for you. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Yes, we're so happy to have you. And um, so Shauna, let's start, if you don't mind, a little bit of your background. And again, I know some of this, but it's also, I don't know the exact links to what brought you, like your background of what you were working on before and then what made you so passionate about mm-hmm. moving forward like what wh- how did you see this need yeah yeah so it kind of goes all the way back to when i was 22 years old and um in college and had been working with high school students um at a local high school here in spokane and a few of them had ended up getting pregnant um while they were in high school and i was a college mentor to them and so that sort of began my like life experience with teen parents in our city um and just really was confronted with this like reality that a lot of the like privileges and experiences that I had had within like supports and systems were like not like available to the students I was working with (laughs) yeah and how like that just seemed really unfair to Mm. me at the time as Mm -hmm. a 22 year old um and wanting to try to figure out some things um to try to help you know provide whatever time or resources or experience I had to um, maybe fill in some of those gaps, just like personally, um, in the lives of the students I was working with. So it goes far back. And then that led to, um, uh, basically when I was 25, I started a, a teen parent mentoring organization in Spokane to provide the like supports and, um, mentors and, uh, groups that teen parents could go to, to learn life skills or different things. And so it just really even like exposed even more of like how, um, school systems, uh, public organizations, just different things that like the puzzle pieces were just really hard to fit together, um, through, through that experience, which was bigger than like my like college mentoring um, work that I was doing. Yeah. So that's, what's so fascinating, Sean. And I think is so incredible about your story. You saw this need based on your mentoring and then the work you begin to do. A lot of people see the need and don't do anything or can't, or feel like they can't do anything. So what was it your first step to be like, okay, once you identified it? Yeah. Yeah, I think like, um, I think at the time when I started the bigger mentoring organization, I had just had my first child. And so was also having this like realization of like, okay, um, I'm going through things like as a new mom, and I have, you know, a lot of support around me. And I just kind of had this like very deep, like, empathy for like how hard it is to be a parent and even with a lot of support and then how that um like felt again like there was this like I I could just see this part that felt like I have all these like um privileges and things that are like helping me and it's still hard like really hard and then um 
And then I kind of was trying to think of like someone who maybe didn't have as many of those things. So it was just this like part of like that, like this, the like motherhood um, kind of feeling of like, oh, I'm a mom. But I also know that like, I remembered these students that I had worked with that were very young moms. And so I thought, well, if like I could share my experience while they're sharing theirs and we could like do this together, like kind of pull each mm-hmm. other along, it sort of felt like this like, okay, like, let's start there. But then like, right, like, as soon as we jumped into that, like back in 2008, Mm -hmm. it just uncovered this like even deeper world of like, not, you know, housing insecurity Mm -hmm. and like food insecurity and um, just, uh, you know, even more things that I was like, wow, like that, I don't even know how are you, how do you survive? And so I was just feeling this part of like, I knew all these parents who were amazing. Like they were doing, like they wanted everything for their kid and they wanted everything for their like family and like, just couldn't get the, like the support, the like hand to like help them along. And so we were Mm -hmm. trying to provide that and education like kept coming up over and over Mm. as this thing where there was still a gap of like, we can't quite figure this out. Like I have to choose between like my education or being a parent. And that again felt, I just get this thing where I just feel like that's not fair. Mm -hmm. And like, that doesn't seem like it should be that way. So we should change what exists to like help create the conditions so everyone can have equal opportunities sort of like my like way of like I this just feels like we have to do something yes it's like your crusade like yeah you're at this undying you're going to make this happen and so on (laughs) and that's what is so incredible about you and that you actually have made it happen right and I think it's so cool to see you going through the same experiences just a little bit older and like you said you're learning together but you could empathize with what they're going through it's not that they didn't want to get the education or or push themselves to be further or be successful like you said they just didn't have the resources right and there was always there was always sorry there was always this little like underlying like well this choice was made so like you know they just need to pull themselves up and like move forward and like that felt so limiting because Mm -hmm. the shift was like they're working so hard like they're so strong and working so hard and if we had more pathways towards opportunity like if there was a path to actually take like what could they could be the CEO of any major company, exactly. uh, Absolutely. Uh, the mayor of our city, like the, what yes. couldn't like any, any student now at our school do. I just like see them as like, you're going to be my boss someday. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like it's easy for society to be like, when they haven't gone through that experience and know what it's like, or been with people that have to just assume they're not trying their hardest. Right. Um, in the, it's not the case. They just don't have that, the resources that you've provided. Yeah. Well, I think just in general, like becoming a parent, no matter what age you are, like requires a lot of new skills that you're learning. And so it's like, everybody needs that, like the enabling conditions to like, try to figure out like how to be a parent and like connect and have like these, like, I don't, no one, no one like gets like a book and is told what to do. Like, we're all just trying to figure it out. And so I feel like that's, like, why couldn't we have a space, like, which is what we wanted to create at Lumen that we could like provide, like we all are learning together. Like every person here isn't just like some people have all the answers and some people don't. It's like, we're all like learning on this journey of like being parents and adults and community members. 
That's yeah. how every education environment should be. I'll just share really quickly. My mom and I taught an adulting 101 class for Shauna. And I remember both of us thinking we could use this too. It was mm. life skills. Mm-hmm. We were learning with all the kids at the same time. So absolutely. Yeah. And so Shauna, that's it. You have very clearly created Lumen High School, an unprecedented school in Spokane. And what was I in... I haven't ever heard you say this. What now that you can look back, is there like what were the challenges that you had to face to get, which I know there are many. <laughs> so from the city, from the community, you know, what were some of the major ones? Yeah, I mean, I think the big one was uh, the initial idea was even just like, um, you know, how, like, just like, how could this work? Like, how, how would you even do this? Sort of some of the, we applied for a grant, a school incubator grant that helped like innovative schools like us start up. And so a lot of it was convincing the people that were making the decisions on that grant, on the grant, like that this was a place that was going to be needed by our community and that it was going to provide things that were really filling a lot of gaps because the, like the thing that happened before we existed was you could go to a contract school and get the packet of papers and fill it out and turn that in. And that just didn't create like a community where where there could be like life skills and growth and Mm -hmm, connection and like learning. And so we, we, there was like something, but it didn't feel like it was as like equitable and fair as everything else that a high school student could have if they hadn't had a child in high school. And so there was a lot of questions around like, well, why is this needed? Like, aren't there other things? Like, couldn't they do online or some of those things? And so after we got through those hurdles and really created voice with, with teen parents that were in the community, they were the ones showing up saying like, I need more, I needed more support. Like this is, I did graduate with the school that I did a contract with, but I don't, I didn't like now what, like I, I needed more so that I could invest in my community and, and be connected. And, and so it was really their voices. Like, I just kept saying like, I'm the founder, but I'm the person like getting everyone together to like share what's happening and how we could make this like, so really the need was the first part. And then the second part was the, um, was the, um, like we got in, we got the grant, we were doing all the things and then COVID happened. And so that was like the huge, um, like, what should we do? Should we open in the fall of 2020? Should we not open? Um, and we had already hired our staff. We had a board that was supporting us. Um, uh, and And so how long was that process before Shauna, before you had the opportunity to consider opening doors, how long was that process to get the grant? Cause that had to be so a little bit deflating COVID coming for a lot of people (laughs) and you've worked so hard to get all of it. So what did that look like? Yeah, so it was about six months of applying and and getting into the grant program, and then a year of a charter application for a school like ours. We're publicly funded, so we um, charter schools are very like stringently like uh, vetted for like their right. kind of how they're going to do it. So it's about a year long process that it was like 700 pages when it was all said and done of an application that we turned in. And then the board that we had built that was our startup board um, ended up um, 
being like interviewed and double checking. We did community events to show the school board that we needed it. So they had kind of stamped the like, yes, you can move forward um, in June of 2019. Um, and so then we were like, we have a year and two months to like get open. So then everything goes from like the paper plan to the oh, we have to Executing. find a building yeah. and mm -hmm. we need to, to get students like that are coming here and you know, what's our transportation, like just figuring out all the pieces that were written on paper. Um, and so that was, uh, we were in the middle of that like 14 months when this, the, you know, March of 2020 happened mm -hmm. and we had gotten through, like our building was under construction. We had hired the staff, the teachers that were going to start in the fall. Uh, we had students, we had like 25 students that had signed up to come to Lumen. Um, and then everything kind of went like onto, you know, Zoom meetings and <laughs> things pulled back, but we just kind of all looked at each other and we were like, I don't know what is going to happen with all this, but it feels like we have, we're opening, like do yeah. that yeah. means <laughs> computers and home visits. Like we don't, I mean, because we had students who were, there's really like a ticking clock for a student in high school, like by their 21st birthday, they need to be graduated. So we had some students that had enrolled in Lumen that were in their twenties that were, had been dropped out for a couple of years and were just shy of a diploma by a few credits, but we're going to come back. Mm -hmm. We had the childcare set up. And so they wouldn't have made it to graduation had we right. not opened in that first year. So it was really this part of like, I don't know, this is going to be crazy. We have this core value of flexibility. I guess we're going to be using it a lot, but immediately, um, yeah. <laughs> immediately. but we really, we were like so far in the process. It felt yeah. like we can't just wait and like, we're doing it. We're going, That's Even it. Yeah. whatever COVID is going to bring us like, and it brought us a, a really crazy first year, but also like we graduated nine students that so amazing. Like that, that was our mission. Like that's what we're here for. And we were able to provide a lot of support for students at home, especially in the first semester of the year, because, um, starting remote, our model is so, um, interactive. So we had, uh, every student in our school for the first six months had a home visit every single week by somebody mm -hmm. on our staff. So they were getting food deliveries, diaper deliveries, boxes with like the projects for their classes. We were doing things on zoom, but we're shuttling stuff. Like, you know, the class yeah. people thought like, we're like <laughs> dropping journals off and yes. I was so impressed. It's so um, impressive, the process and that you started that way. Cause now you can be flexible no matter what. Yeah. Whatever yeah. comes your way. Right. And yeah. that's what it sounds like, Shauna. It's like, cause we were going to ask you your motivation to keep going when these things keep facing you. And it sounds like it's really was the students that you're like, well, we're, we're going, we're going to continue this no matter what. Yeah. I think, I mean, people around here would say like, Shauna's always going to try to find a way to like, yeah. get to like, yes, um, yes. the like op eternal optimist in me, but, but there is a part where it's like, if it's what's best for students, like that is what like drives me to like, try to make different decisions or figure different things out. So like everything in my head has to be filtered through that lens because that's who built this school. Right. And that who is who continues to build this school is our students the through students. their feedback and through their like learning and experiences. Cause we wrote something on paper 
but like in, in practice, maybe there's some things that need to be changed. And that's like where we always want to be like, is this working? And if it could work better, like what can we do? And so our students are really, our hope is that they have as much decision-making power as the adults, you know, in the mm -hmm. building, which is not typical for how schools usually maybe operate, but that's our model is like, we're a whole community. So it like, when things are hard in the community, like we're all in it. And like, when things are going great, like we're all in it. Like, we're just, we're all doing, um, like I say, like the learning lab of life, but we're all wow. here like together in this mm -hmm. community um, because that's like, nobody's ever like arrived, you know? Like we're all always like- We're it's always learning. Growing yeah, and never learning. Ending. Like that's yeah. how human, like how humanity is. And right. so we just really embrace that here of like discovery is one of our core values of like, what else could we discover? And like, how else could we create more belonging? Um, and so there have been things that haven't been like perfect and have been hard. COVID being one of them, mm -hmm. um, but also like, we're very honest about like how we're um, always wanting to like look at things and like see how we can continue to like grow our community stronger mm -hmm. and um, build relationships like, yeah, with our students and with their families and and that hopefully will keep going on and on. Yeah, and um, Shauna, when I introduced you, I mentioned the school is unprecedented and this is, I would like you to speak a little bit because this is why I am so passionate about this school and, um, and believe that it helps the students, the community is necessary and it's different than any other school. And can you just share how it is different than any other school, like the contract-based schools that you mentioned? On top of the culture you just described, because that yeah. stands out of everything that they have a voice. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the number one thing that we really try to um, embrace here is yeah. like shared empowerment. Like everybody has empowerment at Lumen. So, um, you know, even just in, in how we, okay, what schedule should we pick for next year? Like, it's mm -hmm. very much a, like, here's some options and we're going to like talk about them as a community. So like in a lot of the layers of things that maybe in a typical school, like that doesn't necessarily ever make it to the student level. Like we, um, really want to embrace like, uh, like all the feedback and ideas so that it is like really everybody has ownership in the decisions mm -hmm. that were being made. And like, at the end of the day, like those are huge life skills of like knowing like how you make decisions, like at a leadership level, like we had students, um, earlier in the year, they wanted an open, open campus lunch. And so we, um, you know, it'd be easy to go in and be like, Hey, can we have this? And we're like, okay, yeah, we'll work on it. Like, we'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. But it's very much like, well, here's all the things we'd have to think about to make an open campus lunch. So how does that affect the nutrition program's budget? How does that affect our school safety? Like, what are the different pieces of like the schedules right mm -hmm. now? Your kids eat with you. Like, so there was a bunch of like things. So students worked and worked and like answered the questions, talked to the different departments, came back with a proposal, some potential schedules, like how we would get information out to parents about this change. Like the, like it was shared ownership and like, because with empowerment comes responsibility. Right. So mm -hmm. um, right. and everything... the logistical thinking that goes into it, it just doesn't happen. That's so cool. You leave them in charge of it though. They're involved. Yeah. In... Yes. yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have staff that are like walking, like with our students, like doing it with them, but it's also very much like, okay, like you go talk to the finance department 
management and find out like from our person who does all the finances, like what's, what are the, what are the numbers here? Like what's Mm -hmm. the financial impact of, of having, you know, food um, being made that maybe doesn't get served. Okay. What solutions we have. So like just really working through all those details of a decision and ultimately like our students like come up with plans and ideas that like, I never would have thought of like, and that is kind of like the strength of like differences in like age and, um, experiences and like, that's the community, right? Mm -hmm. Like we all need each other because we're stronger together. Like when we're thinking and planning and doing things. And so I always am like, I can think of a million ideas and like put them down on a paper and pass it out. And this could be the thing, but we could have such a like stronger idea and plan if like other people's voices are in it because Mm -hmm. like everyone brings like their diverse, like thinking and experiences to like the conversation. And so I just, um, and that can sometimes be really hard too. Like a lot of our students have been in like the system of education for a long time. And so they'll be like, I don't know, you're the adults. Tell right. us what to do. Tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I'm giving you an opportunity here. And I'm like, I'm learning too. I don't actually know. So like, good, that's- Shana. Yeah. That you could be honest with them. We're all learning. Yeah. yeah. And so- I think that, um, also what I think is incredibly unique is the early childhood education, right? I mean, that's the unique difference to me when people ask me, what is Lumen High School? I'm like, no other school offers your child as a teen parent, early childhood education. Well, right. And so the connection that we have with Mm -hmm. the early learning. So when we opened like Lumen public school, like our nonprofit high school, that's, we also at the same time had a partner that was opening their nonprofit childcare center called Glow Early Learning. So Lumen and Glow are partners. Um, And so basically for every, um, every child that a student at Lumen has, there's a spot for them in the early learning center, which is co-located right next door to our building. So we have a very, um, like it's part of our school day. Our students go and do a learning lab for an hour every day. And that um, is a rotating schedule where they are doing book bag circles with their kids, learning Mm -hmm. concepts of literacy and print, doing um, circle time where they're singing songs, making baby food. Um, If their children are older, they're working with the um, Skyhawks come in and do their uh, TOTS program where they're learning about um, you know, the big motor skills that students are, are their kids are going through in the development. So right. it's like all this stuff of like learning and they're getting an early childhood education credit for it while they're in high so, school. Yes. And it's, they also get an attachment-based parenting like um, group that they're in. So it's also a place for them to be like, this is hard. Like, this is hard. What is anyone else's kid doing this right now? Like, (laughs) um, because that's like the part of like, when we can like connect on like the experiences that we're having, then it doesn't feel like I'm the only one I'm not doing a good job. Like, I don't know what I'm, you know, like those are not alone. Mm -hmm. And again, that's like part of that, like, our students are learning from their kids, like their kid, our students are learning from the early learning. Like it's all the layers of, um, like, a perfect example about like student empowerment. We had a little, um, some shoes went missing at the early learning center. And so the early learning director invited our student in whose child's shoes went missing. They, they bought the new pair of shoes that we don't know where they went, but wrote a new policy and procedure around uh, like how we're going to like address like things in the early, like that. Austin found. Like, 
you go to a job, you're like, oh yeah, I know how to write policies and procedures. Like, I mean, that's like, these are the things of like, that's a, a just a skill that like, this is yeah. what would happen. Like if you're running a business or owning a nonprofit, like, okay, well now I know how to do that because right. I sat and like went through the process and did it with you out of like an experience that I was like, Hey, this doesn't seem right. Like, how can we fix it? And so it's just all a solution. Yeah. Yeah. Constant solutions. And I would just say high level, what you just explained, um, it really affects that multi multi generations, right? So you're impacting, Mm -hmm. hopefully breaking the cycle of repeating the pattern and helping the community at large. And honestly, I mean, just going back to being approved and how some people have issues with charter schools and all, it's like other schools don't want these kids there necessarily, right? And it's like, I think that was why it was such an overwhelming approval that everyone saw the need that you first saw, right? This is the solution or a solution. Yeah, I think like what had happened was high school counselors, school administrators, superintendents, they were like, we know that we're not providing the like educational opportunities. Like it was just like, we don't have the resources to provide a childcare, to provide, I mean, for our school, we have a full-time social worker, a full-time school counselor, like student supports that are in place. So like if a student had to go to, um, a court appointment for, um, maybe they're working on a parenting agreement with their, um, you know, the father or the mother of their child, like they have people here who can like go with them and like try to mm-hmm. like in a big That's comprehensive awesome. high school that just isn't, there isn't availability. No resources. Of staff when there's, yeah. Right. The resources yeah. aren't there. So they kept saying like, if you can really pull this off, like it would be the type of thing where, it would provide the, like, we know this is what it takes, but yeah. we just can't like pencil it out. Like in our, in, in our their system. current. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's so, so yeah, go ahead. Amanda. Sorry, mom. I was going to say, so since you have pulled it off speaking of, and your doors have been open for a little over a year, what would you say is your greatest reward from everything? And then just kind of plans for Lumen for the future. Yeah, I'd say my greatest reward is getting to see our students every day, like seeing them here and seeing them thrive and build confidence and grow and like, um, like that we know each other. Like, I just love that I, Mm -hmm. as much as like, sometimes I can be very removed from the students because my job is to be like the director of the organization. I try to like volunteer every chance I get to like find ways to be student interacting. Like, I'm like, oh, you need someone to drive the students to art class. I'll do it because (laughs) I want to like know their stories. Mm -hmm. And it is so rewarding to like, hear the things that they're, um, like realizing about themselves and their children and like the plans that they have for their future. So I like always like, I'm like, I'm leading the prom committee and the graduation committee and like (laughs) all the things so that I can like, just hear like, what are their hopes and dreams for like what they want for, for their life and their child's life. And like, just knowing like that, that return on the investment of like what we're doing, like they're going to come back and be the teachers at Lumen and they're going to come back and mentor the students that are here in five years. Like it's a, to me, it's like an ongoing family. Like the family just keeps growing at Lumen. And so I really think a lot about like, what are the ways that like the students that graduate from Lumen and move on into our community. Like, um, how do we have them? Yeah. Be like still a part of our community forever. Mm -hmm. And I think at large, like I've noticed our whole Spokane community, a lot of like people everywhere we go respond in ways that are like, I was a teen mom or Mm -hmm. I'm the child of 
a teen parent That's or great. I have a connection in my family. And so I just, my hope is always that like Lumen can continue to like build a family in our community, like mm-hmm. with people that live here, the people that are a part of our city and like the business community and the, um, the, you know, the, the other different organizations. And so I just am always like, hopeful of like our future of how we continue to just grow the family of Lumen and like continue to spread like belonging and connection. Mm-hmm. It gives me the chills and the, and Lumen very much resonates that Shauna. I know yeah. you know that, but anybody that hears about it, interacts with your students, volunteers for you guys, you feel that. That is, you just want to be involved. Everyone yeah. I talk to about Lumen, they're like, well, how can I help? How can I get involved? And like uh, Amanda and I too, it's like, we want, we want, everyone wants to be a part of what you've created. Mm-hmm. So it really is such a success. And I guess you already answered this really. It's like Amanda and I were talking, like, have you actually, have you taken a, a moment to really enjoy and reflect on everything that you have created? Cause I know you're so busy and you have your family and you have a busy life and this. So do you feel like you have taken that step back to see everything you've done to date? Um, I mean, it's, it's happened more over this school year. And I think, um, I mean, last year had just felt like whatever it takes every day. And we kind of got to the summer and it was a like, wow, okay, we made it sort of mm-hmm. feeling, but not a lot of reflecting. Cause it was like, now what, like now right. what happens <laughs> Yes, being here, like in person every day, all year, um, has been, uh, kind of being able to see like what we had always hoped, like this really feels like our year one. Cause last year felt like year zero, like, like the soft yeah. start of, you know, right. what we were doing, um, because of just the differences with COVID, but really like kind of seeing through the year and like knowing our students, like, um, so deeply. And like, so the reflection, like it comes up in these little ways, but I am looking forward to, um, a little bit of time that I have put in my calendar for July to like, really like journal and like write out and like reflect on like all the beautiful things that have happened this year. And, um, because there have, there have been so many, so many, Um, this is a reflection too. the podcast. It's part of it. (laughs) It's part of your, the start to your book, Shauna, one day, I feel like, um, well, I mean, I will only do a book if the students are the ones, you know, writing the books. (laughs) Oh, well, that would be incredible. And I'm sure they would be, um, was there looking back now, was there one person or organization for you that really helped inspire you that you could look to, to emulate? I know there's so many facets in Lumen High School, but is there anything that stands out to you that was so helpful in moving this forward? Um, I mean, uh, on a, there was a school in Colorado where um, they were, they're about five years ahead of us and they had started with a similar mission and their founder, Jen, had been really open to just like, whatever, like the work that you're talking about doing, in my opinion, is the most important work that we Mm. can be doing in education. So I will help you. And so that meant visits, phone calls, like just some of those um, pieces. And so from like kind of setting up the idea of Lumen, like that was hugely helpful. I would also say like the community of our startup board and every person on that, like brought this like energy and like undying belief that we were going to like make this happen and pull it off. (laughs) And, um, I, I felt just at every step of that journey, 
encouraged and like supported, like even when things were so when crazy. When you had doubts, right? Yeah. Like, so people I people are like, call, no, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Can make I can it call happen. any person on the board, Amy being one yes, of them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and be like, I need it. Like, let's oh. go to coffee. Let's talk. And like, that would like give me the energy to mm. be like, okay, like they, like we're doing this. Like, these are the things like mm-hmm. we like, um, because it was such a, like, kind of, we had an, this idea, but also it felt kind of like ambiguous, like what, yes, what, how right. will it come together or what? And so just that energy from our startup board that really like, that's how we found our location. Like that's yeah. how we um, put the pieces together. Like that's where the encouragement, like for mm-hmm. me came from. And the financials. Um, that's so good. I think that's such a good reminder for everyone yeah. to, that you need that support because I don't think people realize how important that is. So it's so great. You point that out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause it's hard not to get discouraged yourself when you do have all of these ideas and it's going in so many different directions. It's nice to have people to kind of bring you down and point you in a direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think like that team was out in the community all the time, like yeah. talking about Lumen, connecting about things like being like, Oh, and so it just, it didn't ever feel like I mean, the design, it just never felt like I was alone in the idea. It felt like this really was a community, like carrying this forward um, to, to make it happen. That's so cool. And I think others listening could take that no matter what they're doing to create their own team, whether it's a board or whatever, but to create, Mm -hmm. I always say that, like, I have a team behind me that helps support my life. Right. So it's like having that choosing, selecting those people. So that's really powerful. Shauna, are you taking um, students still? How is it? I just wanted to ask since yeah. we are on the podcast yeah. for people listening. <laughs> yeah, we're unrolling right now for next year. Um, we could take uh, 15 students and we have six already on the list. So we would have like nine more spots, kind of like the way our class sizes and things go. Um, and so, yeah, we're enrolling for next fall and um we're always like looking for, I mean, if people want to be a part of part of Lumen in different ways outside of being a student, um, people come and like rock babies in the early learning center, just as a volunteer. Um, mm-hmm. We have, we're looking for people to mentor our graduates like into the next year um, because that's a, that's a, they're leaving the nest of Lumen, but we also want them like supported and connected in the community. Um, we are always looking for like substitute teachers or, I mean, we just like have, I always say like, oh, if you're interested in doing something like come teach Tell an adulting us. 101 class, yes, like anything. <laughs> we just like love having um, our, our students connected to the community. And a new thing we added this year is we've been doing some internships. And so students have been out um, doing job shadows and different internships mm. like at Canopy Bank and over at, oh, um, awesome. uh, we're getting some stuff set up with, um, like in the trades. And so just mm. like, that's we're great. always thinking of different ways for our students to connect in the community. And that's like, uh, again, a part of like how our model is, is different is that we do have like the flexibility to be able to, um, really like, provide meaningful learning experience. That's right. And you're really preparing them for life, truly, unlike, I mean, I guess we could say traditional high school, right? It's like, this is really more of a state of the art education, getting them out into the world prepared. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, that, that, yeah, because that's the part of like, how do you figure out, like, and especially the stakes are higher. You have a child, like, there right. isn't like, oh, I may go. It's a lot of our students are like, I need to leave here with a plan so exactly. that I can 
support my family. And so it really is one of those pieces where they um, are just want needing those connections and experiences because they might have ideas of like, oh, I'm interested in the medical field. Well, yes, we're working to connect them up at Multicare or Providence to see if that is something that they really do want to pursue because yeah. so cool. Yeah. To, and to that's it. And like pathways. Amanda said earlier, I think you're changing the narrative about this because it's very easy for the community to discount, discount these kids. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. the ones who actually want to work harder and know they need to work harder because they're providing yeah. for another human being. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was my greatest lesson in life. No, that's why people are going to want to help you and do more, do more. You can achieve whatever you want. Right. And so, um, anyway, it's really incredibly, I mean, just profound and we'll put on the show notes, um, the website for Lumen high school and where people could get involved. I know you, we have the membership community and the directory and right. Yeah. 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 It's all up on the Lumen website. Yes. um, People want to be involved. And now that we're um, out of COVID more, like we've been having volunteers coming in to do a lot of different things with our students and um, that I, I'm just like, I love it. It's I so know. Good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and we just have a couple questions we like to end on, yeah. Shauna, just so we have some consistency with all of our amazing guests. And so for you now, looking back from your perspective and everything that you've accomplished through the eyes of an adult, is there, what would you tell your 15 year old self? Like if you could go back and say, Shauna. Yeah, I think I would tell her like the world is so um, much bigger and more complex and um, sometimes sadder and also more beautiful than like you think it is right now. Um, Because all of those things like are tied together in um, like the world that I've experienced, like outside of um, like as I've grown through this journey. Mm. That's so honest, Shauna. No one ever says that about like, it's okay. It's sad too. And it's okay. And we move through it. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes they're going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Sometimes there's sadness, Mm -hmm. but there's also like that incredible, like beauty and connection, um, Mm -hmm. that can happen in some of like the hardest, you know, realities and circumstances. And yeah. So just like, Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot about, um, things don't always like, aren't always like perfect and happy and with a bow on it. And also like, we can like find beauty and like be each other's, like lift each other up. Even in the sad. So lastly, we wanted to ask you, um, (laughs) what is one thing you would say to inspire hope and motivation and others trying to do big things in life or accomplish big things like you have? Yeah, I would say if you have that thing inside of your heart, that's like telling you like you just the must like you must do this um, just to keep like, even if the road seems long and like there's obstacles that get in your way, like I would say if like let the must keep driving you forward because um like it might shift directions and you may like not know where it's going, but like staying like true to like the thing that like is inside of you is going to like take you to like that, that dream that you have. And maybe it will look completely different than when you like started. But, um, I think just like the knowing of like what's inside of you and like 
following that because um, I mean, I went to school to be an elementary school teacher. Like I went to college to be an elementary okay, school teacher right. and, um, you know, met teen parents at, at the age of 22. Um, I then got out of college and started teaching first grade and like, just had this like thing inside of me that like, I just couldn't like stop thinking about like what that experience was and like how like that just, it didn't feel like there was, um, you know, just like, like, how's this, this doesn't feel unfair. And so then, um, you know, I, it just, like, I don't, I didn't like think back then, like, Oh, I'll start a high school someday right. for, for the team parents. But like, I had this thing inside of me that was like, I like my heart, like wants to like, to like, solve this need. like, yeah, like provide mm-hmm. like a voice or an opportunity or like, I, it's just like this must inside of me, like I couldn't let it go. And so I just kept pushing on it. Um, and then that did like lead to this journey of women and um, now you're running a high school <laughs> continues. That's an incredible advice, Shauna, to pay attention to that. I think a lot of people can discount that feeling inside. So that is such great advice for everybody. So thank yeah. you so much. We, well, so, thank you. Thank you. we appreciate you. Yes. For being the human that you are and you're mm-hmm. such an inspiration to us and to, to the community. So thank you so much and for joining us. Thank you. I love it. Yes. Thank you for having me. And, um, thank you so much for joining us and for listening to this episode, please share with your friends and family. And don't forget to follow. We're looking forward to the next episode. We'll talk to you soon.